begins now. Capital 263. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. My name is Dion, and this is Technology, a podcast about tech nerdy stuff and more nerdy stuff. Brought to you, of course, by Capital 263, the best and only podcast network. In Joined by. The Joined. Yeah, supposed to be dramatic. Joined by Gary Tindai Manuel, the co-host. No, wait, I'm not the co-host. I am the host. This um, is the second episode the most. that you say you're the co-host. So I think it's I, established I think, that you're the co-host now. I, I think I've heard some somebody say the host of the most. That's that's a work line. Anyways, mm. this is Gary Tindai Manuel. Yeah, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> the premium tech good. podcast on Capital 263. Free to say it, free to do it. And yes... We're back yet again for another episode. It's another week. And to be honest, um, one of the there's like one major, major, big, big story. And there's just like a bunch of smaller stories. Yeah. Anyways, Dion, how, how, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm great. Um, not really because the new Marvel movie thingy came out. The trailer yeah. for that. What's it called? That Infinity War. There we go. That one. I liked it. I yeah. liked it. I mean, I've always, I've always known that this movie was gonna come. I hate myself for liking it too much. Well, oh, oh yeah, he's a DC guy. Yeah, he likes it. Anyways, and they actually showed the new movies that they, the other twenty movies that they're gonna be making after. Oh this. yes, like twenty Warlock. movies. People. Exactly, and unlike DC Comics, Marvel actually has a plan. It's not Marvel that have the plan. Who owns who owns the Marvel? Who makes the movies? What's it? Is it Warner Brothers or something? No, it's not Warner Brothers. It's um You should know this. Who makes the the movies? For Marvel. Yeah. It's Disney, but Marvel makes yes, the plans. It's Disney. No, Disney. Yes, Disney, Disney are the one with the order. In the same way it no. was Disney no. who is saving everyone from EA's battlefront controversy. Disney right now. Disney yes. owns the cash. Yes. But then Marvel 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 Marvel, Marvel Studios. Uh, uh, is the one that's in charge of this. Kevin Feige is the one that's in control of this. I don't know what world we live in that Marvel, Marvel out of all the people in the world, are the ones who are pioneering with the movies. It's, it's just... Well, it's, it happened. Marvel is leading. They, they're leading. They know what they're doing. And after that, they're going to have 20 more movies. And I honestly see somebody dying beats uh, Captain America, Iron Man, or Spider-Man, but one person is going to die. In Infinity War. Even die. Huh? In Infinity War. Yeah. Mm. Kevin Feige even said that like uh, there's gonna be death. I noticed something I noticed something comparing Infinity War to Justice League with the trailers, just the trailers. Justice League revealed a bit too much. Yeah. It was like it was like you could basically see what the movie was, what like all the good parts of the movie was, just by watching the trailer. They already revealed about the mother box, the D- dark side. Um, what's his name? The other guy, Stephen Wolf, coming to Earth to like ah. It was it was too. It was so, but then when you looked at the Infinity War one, it's just basically people's faces going ah ah ah. Then you know it's like you should totally watch this movie. Yeah, exactly, and a lot. Other than what in the in the oh yeah I was actually interested. Did you know that gaming this week is officially worth about an estimated one hundred and twenty billion? 
$120 billion. And the original, the original estimation by 2017 was that gaming is going to be worth $70 billion by 2017. But now it's actually worth $120 billion. How many of those are due to microtransactions and other dodgy gambling? Yeah, um, and that's the weird part. All right, so... Because I don't think we can, like, praise that anymore because now when you think about it, some of that money right, is coming about, from disingenuous places. About 50% of this revenue comes from something that gamers are really going to despise of. Ooh, 50%? Mobile gaming. 50%, wait, 50% of... 50% of this. So, $60 billion. Yeah, $60 billion comes from... Just from mobile gaming. Mobile gaming, yeah, yeah. And microtransactions in, in gaming. Like, look at uh, those games. What's, what's it? Um, Candy Crush. Candy Crush. Cla- um, Clash, of Clash of Clans. There we go. Uh, all those games. Bejeweled. Exactly. People always buy <laughs> Love these extra energy boosts, outfits, lives. Yeah, exactly. Skins. And yeah, that's a lot of cash. And about 30, 33 billion of it comes from console gaming. So this is Xbox. All the consoles basically put into one place. And 20, 32%, uh, 32 billion of this revenue comes from PC, PC. gaming alone. Mm-hmm. Which shows that PC gaming is really large and it's really big. Yeah, I mean, given that it's not really the mainstream choice for gaming. Exactly. I mean, it, no matter what we say about PC gaming, it's much easier to just go and buy a console and then buy a disc. And play, and yeah, then exactly, poof, in your living room. You're playing compared to a PC, which is a bit more complicated. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's interesting to see how much it has grown. But I think the most shocking part is the fact that 60 billion just for mobile gaming. Yeah, mobile gaming is, has grown so much that even more companies are are putting ports, actual game ports on mobile. On mobile, yeah. Recently, Nintendo decided to do that. and Yeah, because Nintendo games feel like uh, they, they'd make good mobile games. Like, I could imagine myself playing Mario on a phone. Like, yeah, but that then... That seems more possible. Okay, what would you expect uh, when you... PUBG is coming to mobile. Mm-hmm. Player known Battlegrounds. And that is, how? yeah, they're actually doing it. They're actually making a mobile version of this. I think it's because, what? yeah, and I think it's because the the PC version was so successful with one million daily users, like mm, yeah. daily. It was everywhere. Yeah, daily players, and and they make a lot of cash every day, and they're just gonna monopolize on this yeah. by making more cash on mobile. Yeah, and I, I've never been a big mobile gamer, and I don't think a lot of like actual game, like people who call themselves gamers in the traditional sense, would be really big in mobile gaming. But yeah. it's an industry now; it seems to be there, and it's getting bigger and bigger. And you know, here we are. Yeah, and this this kind of brings us into a topic. Well, last week we we're talking about EA and its uh, and its greed, and yeah. so. Disney is even involved in this now and they're now putting more strain on EA and pushing down EA. And we're actually seeing more investors and stock prices for EA games plummeting. Not really plummeting, but then they're really going down. Uh, for example, EA shares went down by 6%. And this might be a sign of investors pulling out. I mean, so far... It was it was actually um three point six percent um Activision's yeah but no what, it went up like it actually went up from three point six to now six percent wow and 
Shucks, that is crazy. And yeah, last time, last time I checked, which was last night, mm-hmm. EA had lost about 3.1 billion. And it might not seem like it's much, but then considering that they're losing more and more cash every day, this is forcing them to reconsider and reconsider their mm-hmm. game plans. Because usually if it was like one of those situations where you know, it's a, sm- it's a minor setback and then they just move on from it and they just say, okay, okay, fine. People got into it and there was a lot of media hype, then it's dead. It'll make sense. But this is a, like an ongoing situation. And now. it's actually gaining more momentum. And, yeah. and unfortunately for EA, this is forcing them to reconsider what they're doing as a studio. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're shutting down other studios because, because they're not giving them enough money. Visceral Games got shut down for that. EA was about to shut down another game studio. And... EA is such is so greedy that they even they're even defending themselves, you know. Instead of saying how, what are they saying? They're saying that uh, I don't know. I I don't I forgot the official statement, but EA is basically saying that hey, these are games and this is a business. At the end of the day, we're supposed to make money from it. But then there is no need to make it so aggressive. I mean, look at CD CD Project Red. Uh, they they gave us The Witcher. The Witcher was a great game. Great game. No no like no silly microtransactions, no skins, no everything. And they even gave free DLC expansions that were good. And on top of that, they gave like with content. Yeah, and if you bought a season pass, you actually got actual content, like extra like extra forty hours worth of content per DLC. Rather than EA, whereby you just get skins, loot boxes, whatever. Just aesthetic stuff that won't really um, make it more enjoyable. Yeah, so this is really putting a strain on on EA games. And hopefully we might see a change of strategy in in their... I think a lot of people are hoping that... um Disney like take away their Star Wars license altogether. Like that's what people really want at this point. They don't want EA making Star Wars games anymore. Yeah, I honestly hope that EA loses loses this license. I preferred the the, the Star Wars games when Lucas Arts still had Lucas them. Arts. That's like right, look yeah. at the older Battlefront games. They were so perfect. I you know when I think about them, I get so nostalgic because they were great. But then this this is a very and like, look, if you look at like from what we've been hearing, it's not only about the loot boxes that's a problem. You know, even just general gameplay has been poor. Yeah, it's lagging has been a really big Lag, issue. Uh, lack of content. The the story was their their major selling point was we finally put a story in this game, but then mm. when the you play the weak. game, people are just like the campaign is okay. It's okay. It's okay, and the campaign is only three hours. Well, Three. Wait, no, well, it's, it's only like four to six hours. Well, I mean, have you have you played any any Battlefield game? Yeah, yeah, you'd know about short campaigns when it comes. No, to but that. Battlefield, it's understandable. I mean, look at Battlefield, Call of Duty. I, I, I'm actually preferring Battlefield. Battlefield One is a better game overall. Overall, you know, yeah, yeah. They, they're great games, especially for multiplayer. But I'm saying, like EA, generally, whenever they make a game that they know that. We are focusing on multiplayer. They they don't even care about like the, the campaign. Story, yeah. It's usually a very short, base. It's like almost like a tutorial. You know those tutorials that teach you how to like shoot and stuff. Yeah, that's and basically what the campaign feels like. Yeah, and that's basically EA for you. And in other news, we we also saw this week that um, the the Nintendo Switch actually saved Nintendo. Nintendo like a few years back, they were running at a loss after. 
releasing yeah. what's the, the the previous handheld Wii U. console the Wii U and they were running at a loss like they were actually losing cash every day because of, of it, it was yeah, a because console the, the every each 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 and every day they kept the company open they're losing money because the Wii U wasn't selling but now they have Sorry, made can we just talk about how how ridiculous the Wii U actually was yeah it was really like look at the name let's not go too far like you know, when you get out of console, when you know that, okay, fine, people who buy Xboxes and people who buy Playstations know a general idea about video games. But think of all the people who bought Nintendo Wii's who didn't even have an idea about video games. They just saw this cool thing that plays and it's exercise like, so maybe I'll buy it. Like your grandmom or your aunt. Those are the kind of people who are buying Wii's. And then you introduce something called a Wii U. People Whoa. will just be like, is this like some sort of peripheral for the Wii or something? No, the the thing with the Wii U was they they were I feel like the Wii U was a version of the Switch whereby they didn't know what they're doing. You know. Because mm-hmm. if you look at it, the Switch kind of has a lot of similarities to its predecessor. Yes, it does. But then it's just more plainly executed. They know they knew the market they were going for. They're not going for AAA. The Wii U they mainly focused on the AAA market and at the end of the day... With a brand of a, of a casual gaming device platform. Exactly. Which is just day, not it going undersold, to work. It undersold both in performance, looks and everything. Yeah. And now the Switch is making so much money that it gave Nintendo an extra $11 billion. Wow. $11 billion. Yeah. And this is just the beginning. The festive season is not even yet here. Well, that's, that's actually yeah, that's I mean, actually pretty pretty. I didn't expect it to be that high. I mean, we're just talking about the the size of the actual industry, and if consoles were were thirty three billion, and the Nintendo um, Switch was selling got them eleven billion dollars, then that's a, that's really a large amount of money. Yeah, the Nintendo Switch is actually out like selling faster than the PS four and the Xbox One X and all and everything. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Huh. I mean, yeah. I mean. Look, when I first heard of the Switch, I was quite excited as well. Like, it's a great, it's a great um, console when you think about it. A great idea. And even if they don't need, like, AAA titles, they don't need a Forza or... or yeah, they, or, or, uh, they, they are getting AAA titles, Destiny. like Doom and everything. But then, yeah, the, the Switch is kind of an indie platform. That's right, yeah. yeah. I, I, I could imagine most of the... Most people will be developing it, developing it for, like, indie titles and stuff. The yeah. next journey and those other kind of games. Yeah. And speaking of platforms here, back back home in Zimbabwe, guess who is finally, well, at least they're starting to talk about their old news again. ZBC released a statement this week that they're finally digitalizing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> After how many, how many months of... How of, many of decades, actually? Decades. Because this first, this first came around when we're in grade grade six, seven there. Oh, yeah. We're going to digitalize, sit busy, you know, bring it up to par. And, you know, it's, what's sad is that at this point, ZBC isn't even fully HD yet. I'm talking 1080p, not, 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 uh, not what, 1420, not, not 4K, not 6K, <laughs> 8K. Full HD. Just to get HD. Okay, HD. Um, yeah, it's, it's really, it's really sad. And, you know, the deadline for digitalization, the international deadline that they made was June 2016. 
Wow. We're, we're def- we've missed that by a year. We might miss it by two years now. It's not, like, it's not like we're actually in the process of digitalizing now. No. no. It's, it's like we're now actually waking up, taking a shower, getting ready to go to work. To get it done. Exactly. So, I don't know. You know what's really sad? Uh-huh. Some companies like what? Some streaming services are actually now compatible. Uh, I, 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 what? Now putting compatibility with high dynamic range and other things like that. Mm. HDR. You know HDR? Of course, yes. Yeah, like it, it actually enhances... The picture quality. Exactly. And makes it super, like, bit and makes the colors pop and everything. But we don't even have HD to begin with. This is really sad. I mean, ZBC doesn't even have online streaming. Yeah, it, it only has um, they Facebook news Live. On Facebook. Yes. They the stream news. news. That's it. Yeah, basically. And um, we're also hearing that the radio stations have officially been uh, officially on the internet now. Yeah, they have joined us. Well, that's that's more competition for us. But yeah, um, radio channels. Are we worried that like ZBC might take some of the listeners? Anyways, you never know. You never know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, people in Zimbabwe, Zimbabweans are creatures of comfort. They're more gonna likely go float towards something they're more what comfortable with or familiar with. Than anyway, with anything that's new, yeah, exactly. That's the, that's the reason why we still have 1080, 720p in 2017, and we don't even have HD. Are you sure it's 720p? Isn't it 480? <laughs> uh, it's not 480, bro. Some it selected be, programs. It could be 480 because it's not it's not HD. It's not <laughs> HD at all. I know the news is sort of in HD. I don't know which HD it is though. But I I think the news is in 720. The news, yes, probably. Like they do have 720 in some in, on some programs, but or even but, but can, can you playing. have can you have 720 with 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 a four by three um ratio? I don't know because it's four by three. Well, if it's four by three, yeah, then it's it has to be. But news is in 720. I think it's 600, 600 p, <laughs> 800 by 600. All right, just know it's, it's some resolution down there. Yeah, it's, down it's there. between. HD and no, it's between half HD and no HD. And so at the same time, we're actually, saying, we're actually saying more and more channels get 4K. Yeah, I have 4K. been hearing about. Um, I mean, like Quesa has been here for a few months and they already have HD on all channels, like all channels. They even have. And you know what? What's weird about Quesa is that they actually stream ZBC in HD, but ZBC isn't in HD. I don't know how that would work, but um, yeah, thumbs up to you, Kwese. ZBC is such a tragedy. A lot of, lot of work is needed in that front, I guess, on trying to get that up to scratch. Like, yeah. They really need to put a lot of work in there because, yeah. And lately, we've also been zim- seeing Zimbabwe, you know, putting work in its uh, cybersecurity, the ministry, what? I don't know, the Ministry of ICT, something like that. Yeah, ICT you know, and cybersecurity. Yeah, so they're calling, I don't know, has, has, has the minister been officially elected yet? Yes, he has. It's, I'm it? not sure who it is. They, well, the, the, I'm sure everyone has heard about the new cabinet and everything. But then there was another shuffling that happened recently. So I'm not sure if it's the same, same person or if it's changed. But yeah, we do know for a fact that um, Super hasn't changed. I think remember we spoke about Super. Yeah, um, yeah, he's still around. Zimbabwe really needs a lot of uh, 
really needs a lot of cybersecurity. I mean, we're still in an age, day and age, whereby whereby mm-hmm. our cybersecurity is really bust. It's really terrible. I mean, the Zano PF website got hacked once and the people put porn there. And people put porn there recently. Like, that's how sad it is. <laughs> You know, we have no security yeah. whatsoever, and there is still. It's using actually quite shocking what happened. Then I was actually quite shocked. They're using WordPress. What something something archaic, really archaic. Yes, it was WordPress. And WordPress on you know a a party web. You know, it's stuff like that that just makes me question, like, where are we going in regards with you know, t- um, computing technology, software, you know, that kind of thing in the country because you know a lot needs to be done, and nobody's really talking about it. But lately, though, we have been seeing more and more people and more institutions starting to focus on technology and make strides, you know, to improve technology. Um, even, even what, even Kwese, I feel like Kwese is the one that's pioneering with this because they saw they saw an opportunity, like a, a part, a place where nothing was being done. For example, like television. The fact that there was no competition for DSTV. Yeah, exactly, and they chose to push the bun- the boundary. I still remember when people, when this whole Kwese thing began, I still remember people were like, uh-huh. Kwese is never going to match up to DSTV. It's never going to Yeah, I was one of fight. those people. Yeah, and now now look what's happening. Um, well, we'll have people to are actually moving I, from I, DSTV. I want Kwese to be successful, but then I'm skeptical. Well, I've actually used Kwese. So we recently got Kwese at home. Um... Right now, in the state that it is, I wouldn't say it's better than DSTV, but then for the price and what you're getting, I think, yeah, for the price and what you're getting, it's better than DSTV. Mm-hmm. And they're still adding more and more channels because this is, well, this is a really new network. And some networks, and, and you can actually see on the menus that some networks are actually to be added, like their blank spaces and stuff. But uh-huh. so far from what, from what Quest is offering, yeah, it's really good. You'd be surprised. Like, it's really good. I was skeptical about it at first. But then, one problem I have about it, it's kind of an unfinished product, you know. But then, DSTV was like that in the beginning. That's right. They were. They were very much like that. But they've gotten better. Yeah, they've gotten better. Like, on the menus, some channels are missing. Like, some movie information or program information is missing. And it will be blank. But then besides that, I think it's really a good DSTV still has that problem, especially with um, the new um, pop-up channel, The Bucket List. Yeah. Which, it basically now just says movie one, two, and three. Exactly. And, you know... Super frustrating. For what it's giving you, it's really great. Yeah. Um, I think we should just go on to the last thing we want to talk about today. Which we've talked about this before, but I think now it's another opportunity to talk about it because it's yeah, the, it's, it's really becoming serious. another big problem, and that's about net neutrality. So the the war on net yes net neutrality or net neutrality has really been getting intense, especially in America. And all right, so all right, to what begin is with, net neutrality? Net neutrality is basically a law that says all data and traffic on the internet is to be treated the same. No what preferences. No preferences. Fast lanes. No, no fast lanes, lanes or no throttling of data mm-hmm. to certain domains. And this this could basically mean if there was no net neutrality, Zo or Econet or any other 
uh, internet service provider. provider could just basically tell you that, hey, to watch videos on YouTube without it buffering, you have to pay an extra $50. Mm. Or you want fast Facebook connections, you have to pay an extra $20. That's right. And basically, this could spell doom for us because net neutrality has been saving us from getting what exploited from internet service providers. And recently, the war on net neutrality has intensified to the extent that, you know, maybe next year, th- th- we won't even have net neutrality. But the situation in net, with net neutrality in Zimbabwe is very, very different. Because well, we don't have net neutrality. Because um, net neutrality means no WhatsApp bundles, no Instagram bundles, because those, that's essentially against net neutrality. Yeah. By giving um, data only to go to a specific website, that is, if, if we had net neutrality in Zimbabwe, that would be illegal. And they wouldn't be able to do that. Yeah, I feel like as much as we don't have net neutrality, our internet service providers like Zoe are actually influenced by net neutrality. They are. Because they don't do such things. You know, on the mobile side, we yes, we have net neutrality. I mean, Zimbabwe is a broke country. We have to find a way of monetizing data and monitoring it and sharing it equally amongst people. Because imagine if, let's say, there's no way, there's no way that that Econet or tell one is going to afford to be buying large amounts of data and selling it to people at that rate. No, it's impossible. And so like net neutrality, the lack of net neutrality in Zimbabwe actually helps us, weirdly enough. Exactly. And yeah, because our economy is not powerful enough to have full net neutrality. And yeah. so if we lose, if, if America loses net neutrality, this could potentially mean that in the long run, it could influence our internet service providers Thus, we're going to have to see, we're probably going to see Zoe, Tier 1, um, our Liquid Telecom offering preferential, preferential what, treatment yeah. towards certain uh, websites. And this can also be used to exploit people. For example, like basically bundles, but like on, the, on, on actual like Wi-Fi. Exactly. Like certain, certain corporations could, could benefit from this more then they actually are benefiting. They could say, all right, like let's say Facebook, let's say Facebook was a homegrown company for Zimbabwe and, and it needed more people. They'd be like, we'll offer you a deal to Econet, blah, blah, blah. The, thus, Facebook would, would become faster and if, more people would probably join it. And this is the case outside there, like outside there. No, it doesn't really necessarily what apply to us because yeah, we are broke. But then, like, we still use American internet and we still use American websites. So then I think the problem always would come back to us in one way or the other. Like, I mean, look, like you said, if if net neutrality doesn't exist and what would happen is that, like, here in Zimbabwe, if I wanted to start an, an internet um, service, like maybe a social networking site, then I would need to have to talk to Zoll, to Liquid, to all the other internet service providers to ensure that um, people who are having those... Um, service providers get my website at a fair speed and if i don't they won't be able to get my website all right so internet service providers in america were uh pay signed what this other agreement in 2011 or 2012 i'm not sure which the exact year is so what basically what this what this law basically stipulated is was an agreement that all service providers are gonna are gonna what 
are gonna abide by um, abide net by neutrality this law laws. of new, net neutrality. And the thing and and That's the until thing, next year, actually, right? Yeah, exactly. And there's a loophole in this law. <laughs> there's a loophole. What's the, what's the loophole? I forgot the the exact words in it. Like it's one of those loopholes that has specific words whereby a word means one thing could mean one or two things. Oh and yeah, then you just take advantage of the definition. Exactly. So if let's say internet providers in America want to take advantage of this clause, they can. And that and like thus net neutrality is gone. And what um and I actually, yeah, I think I remembered what it was. I think, yeah, isn't the net neutrality one of the main aspects? Is they're not supposed to charge higher, I mean, higher prices or higher data prices to visit certain websites. Yes. But then, uh, what 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 the loophole is? It still allows them to charge the minimum price. Oh, for all of them. Yeah, for all. No, it can still they can it, they can still technically charge the minimum data price to view a certain website. This means while you're not allowed, let's say the highest no, to 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 charge higher prices, you can say let's say uh, the right now it's sixty uh sixty megabytes to to visit a certain website. Blah blah blah. What yeah. you can do is you can say the minimum is now eighty. You see. So that it's like the minimum is higher than it should be. Exactly. And this is a loophole because they are still technically abiding by it. They're just using different words for it. Mm. And that's the thing about laws and and agreements is that the 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 words that you use are loopholes, can can create loopholes for you mm-hmm. and yeah. the people under you. And Honestly speaking, I really hope that net neutrality remains in place because it's something that's benefiting the world as a whole. I mean, right, obviously, yeah. obviously, some countries that do not have net neutrality, their service providers are still abiding to net neutrality to some extent, and that's serving people. Nunchi, at least let's say that they're not um, they're not being greedy about it. Exactly, and you know, like it's a win-win for the market, even though they're not following the. Because students, laws. students, especially students in Zimbabwe, with with the expenses in schools, textbooks, and everything, lack of proper learning materials, people have benefited greatly from the internet. Especially me, I can account for that. Like, I use the internet for my studies a lot and for research a lot. That's I mean, right. for this show, we actually use the internet a lot, a ton. You just and couldn't imagine. Exactly. And, you know, at the end of the day, being told that you can't visit this website or like upgrade, upgrade your, 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 your service to visit this website or be able to visit this website at a faster rate is really, I don't know. It's really detrimental to us. Yeah. And like, I was on Reddit the other time and like the homepage was just full of just lobbying people just saying like, Oh, this is my Senator. And he like basically paid to just be against net neutrality. Like he was paid off by service providers like Comcast to just be against net neutrality. And we're seeing a lot of that happening. And I mean, well, there's nothing that we can do about it. Sadly, like there really is. I don't think as Zimbabweans we can, it's it's really an American story right now. Like it's American politics, but, but it, it really affects us. That's yeah, it thing. does. All right. Basically, imagine this. This is an, like an atomic bomb or a super volcano. It, That's right. Because the internet is just as important as atomic bombs and volcanoes. 
Really? <laughs> no, I know, like, no, really. This metaphor Shame, I'm being sarcastic, is like a super yeah. volcano. Right? There's a super volcano in Yellowstone Park. If that thing explodes, it affects the whole world. Yeah. Like, life on Earth could end. Not, I'm now it's been extreme, but then... That, that the, is the, quite the extreme, is, because... The thing is... Is it really that big? Like, will no, the whole... No, like, the, the effects will affect the atmosphere, gases released into the... Oh, like atmosphere. unbreathable uh, fireballs. I, I thought you were talking about... Um, about the economy and stuff, like yeah, you know, no, there'll be an explosion in America, <laughs> and then the American economy no, will collapse, no, no, and then the no, whole no. world will follow right. with it. Then but, we'll all die in a but this like, this this is what's phase. happening is that since the countries that provide data, America and ma- mainly most Asian countries, these are the guys that provide data services to Africa. Yeah. If they get rid of internet neutrality, this could potentially spell doom for us, and we, we are still in a phase whereby. We haven't consolidated all this technological gain we have made yeah. with the internet and everything. We're still relying on other companies for what we have, like that other right. foreign, foreign-based companies and foreign providers. We do not Many have of the servers that connect here in Zimbabwe are in South Africa, exactly, which are connected to other servers in America and the rest of the world. We don't have our own stuff, so. If this collapse happens, it's really going to affect us. We're, this thing is going to cause a butterfly effect. And this thing, uh, it's not going to be... It's obviously, the effects are going to be settled. I'm, I might be exaggerating this. Yes, this is a conspiracy theory. This is oh, what I okay, see happening. Okay, we're, we're yes, this is going to affect our economy. <laughs> no, but really serious. It oh could wow, affect okay. our economy and okay, all those how? other things. What, think about all those internet-based businesses. But but in Zimbabwe, data charges really are gonna no data charges are gonna be expensive. We are internet based. That's right, we are exactly all those streaming services, all those social networks. But then, yeah, those things are gonna be affected by this, and hopefully, we see we see as the resistance that people are putting up against. Ne- ne- it is, it's been very very. Um, a very big effort. Like, you could see it everywhere in the States right now. I mean, at least if you're on Reddit, you can see it everywhere. And I don't know. Like I said, not much we can do about it. I hope I hope things go well, but that's literally where we, we end. We can just hope for the best. And just pray that things go the right way. But, it's, like, there's nothing much that we can do about it. Yeah, I don't know. If, if we could sign a petition, we would. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we could do that. But... I mean, people in the states are actually writing yeah, to their, their senators and everything. Yeah, no, like they're writing personal emails and letters to their senators and congresswomen and men, saying that look, you need to fight against net neutrality. But it doesn't seem like they're doing much about it. Yeah, there isn't much happening on this. But pray to God that this issue is resolved because our lives and our livelihoods <laughs> and are at stake. Are at stake for all of us. This could spell doom for you. Your internet relationship. Everything around you. Your Facebook, your WhatsApp. Your nudes. They're this all <laughs> under attack. They're all under attack. Your social life, exactly. But really speaking though, like, I, I honestly hope that we will see a change when it comes to this topic because this is really scary for us, especially as students. That's exactly. right, yeah. It's, yeah. it's really dangerous. So, yeah. We'll, we'll keep following it, I guess, and seeing how things go. There's a vote happening next, next, not next week, two weeks from now on the 14th of December that will decide whether or not net neutrality will still be in the States. Namatai. <laughs> yeah, so we'll have to see how that, that goes. And with that, I must ask Gary, where can they find you? At home. 
you can find definitely me. at home. Yeah, <laughs> you can find me on Instagram. My name is Hugo the Slum God, or you can find me on Twitter at Gary Tindai or Slum Gary Tindai at Gary Tindai, or you can You're go learning. to a podcast page uh, on Instagram Take Knowledge Podcast, or you can go to our Facebook page. Take Knowledge FM, right? That's right. Exactly. We're I know also what I'm doing. on Twitter at and Take Knowledge FM. FM, yes. exactly. And you can also find me on Twitter that at I am um, Dion Spring. I am Dion Spring. D I O N Spring. And guys, not be afraid to give us your feedback. You yeah, we love to hear Listen from you. to the podcast on iTunes, Iono.fm, or you can go to our Twitters or Facebooks. We post links there weekly. Or you can go to my link in bio and click. That's uh, right. So bye. Yes. Bye-bye, people. You don't know. And now. And now. Capital 263.